Welcome to Parking Thought, the podcast and YouTube channel where we share our thoughts when we park, sometimes in a chair, oftentimes in a car, and today from a picnic bench at the Polynesian Resort in Walt Disney World, Florida. You're going to want to like and subscribe wherever you happen to find us, and our mission is to help make sure we don't overlook the good in the world. On this show, we explore the contribution of systems and people we often take for granted. Curiosity meet gratitude. My name is Jacob, and I'm glad you're here today. In this edition, we're going to be talking about Lenore Skenazy and free range kids. Now, Lenore Skenazy is this wonderful lady who a few, uh, probably 10 years ago now, if you wanted to Google her online, all you would have to do is type in worst mom in America. Yes, worst mom in America. And I'm going to tell you about her, not because she's the worst mom in America, but because that that's how she ended up finding something that she could be passionate about. The story was pretty simple. Her son decided that he wanted to try to be more independent and to do something that was out of the, his comfort zone and out of the norm. And so she coached him through it and was able to allow him to do that. And off he went and he was safely able to complete the task. She wrote up about it, right? And all of a sudden her write-up became something of national news and how it was dangerous to let her son do the activity that he had decided to do. Now, that activity was nothing more than riding the subway, and uh, they tested it out on a, I think it was a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning, to make sure that he could navigate it safely. And they did a full rehearsal, right? If this were a military operation, they would have done a full rehearsal, and that would have been really good, and it went really well, and then he was able to execute and move forward with it. And that's pretty much how it started. But what she found from the backlash, right? Again, we don't always um, agree as people, right? But we can see the contribution of those who disagree in our lives. And and part of what happened because of her backlash of learning, so she, she her article really described how she was learning um, to coach her son through something that was uncomfortable to him and do it in a way that was safe and teach him how to evaluate risk and you know respond to contingencies, like all of those things that we do as adults. And, but because of the backlash, she found out um, that there was a real need to help share this message with others because it wasn't getting taught. It was being overlooked. Oftentimes we make our environment so safe that uh, we don't think about what a fully safe environment does as far as our development goes. Um, Lenora ended up finding her passion for this. At least this is the way I tell the story, right? I've been following her for a few years. She found her passion by accident um, and didn't set out initially to make a difference. She set out to make a difference in her son's life and help him grow up and then found out she can make a difference across the board. And, and what she ended up doing is she started, um, she tweets at, uh, at freerangekids.com and she's been a very big proponent of the free range kids movement, but more so um, recently with what we call let grow. Right, and, and so the idea behind Let Grow is that you're helping to prepare kids to become adults and help adults see the role they play in creating an environment for, for that to happen, right? We have to evaluate risk. If you've never evaluated risk until you get much older, then it's gonna be more difficult for you to make good decisions with the risk information that you have. You have to learn how to um, identify risk information, process it, and then move things forward. We have oftentimes created such safe environments because that was our goal, right? I'm not gonna blame the people who made the playgrounds for making them safely, right? The, the system that they participate in when they make playground equipment is designed to um, uh, reward safety over everything else. But that's not the only environment I want my kids to be in in order to evaluate what's going on. 
Um, so we talked a little bit about let grow here. Let's see, I'm looking at my notes and let's see one of the other things. Uh, uh, let's see, Lenore tweets at Free Range Kids. She has a book by the same name. Free Range Kids is a book is really awesome. If you have not read it yet, this one is great. It goes through and statistically shows using the, the tools that are available, how safe our environments are today. And it's such an interesting read. But I want to warn you before you read it, if you plan on reading uh, Free Range Kids, um, before you read it, Please be aware that it will challenge some of the norms that you currently hold dear. And if you're not ready for that challenge, don't read the book. But if you are ready to have some of your assumptions challenged, it is a great book to read um, and really goes through uh, some of the facts that are out there. Now, I find that this post today is appropriate to be doing at Disney World because this is one of the environments where we have used to help our kids evaluate risk. In general, Disney's parks are very safe. Um, and, you know, at least I feel that way as a parent. And, and so when we have brought our kids here at different ages, one of the things that we've done is we've handed them the map and they've had to find their way to their own rides. So they've had to, and, and the maps are colorful and they're very helpful and it's not truly land navigation like you'd have to do with the topographical map. But it is good enough that at different ages, it's a challenge for them. It stretches them a bit. Um, we've also been blessed financially that we've been able to afford to have cell phones for our kids. So when they are traveling, they have a lifeline back and that creates that security layer. So if a contingency comes up, they can evaluate that. And it's been interesting as we've come to these parks, you know, we've been able to see our kids grow in their skill set of being able to navigate and understand challenges and become more familiar with it. Now, one of the reasons why I like doing that here is because it, for me, some of my first experiences doing that were at Disneyland when I was a kid. Um, the moment when my parents looked at me and my older brother, um, and we were, oh, we must have been about 10 years old or less, and looked at us and said, go, um, you know, in the park. We'll meet back here at such and such a time, right? Because this is 80s, right? We didn't have cell phones back then. Um, and that feeling I had of empowerment was so very powerful to me and made such an impression. Now, what my brother and I did with that empowerment is we went to Big Thunder, right? Which is one of my favorite rides. It's a train ride set in an old Western area. And Big Thunder at that moment happened to have not had a line. I don't know how the miracle happened. It didn't have a line. And so my brother and I went on Big Thunder back to back three times. And because of that, when we take, you know, our families uh, to Disney World, you know, for family reunions and things like that, yeah, we are one of those families. When we go to Disney World for family reunions with the bigger family, we always make it a contest. We tell the kids that, uh, you know, if they do over three or five rides, you know, within a 24 or within the same day on that particular ride, they can set the family record for a ride. So my, my youngest son has got the record for the Himalaya ride and it's either at 13 or 15. So that's the uh, Everest, Expedition Everest or the Yeti ride as it's commonly known. Um, he's either done that 13 or 15 times in one day. And he'll even like, we'll sit down for a nice lunch, you know, at our favorite restaurant and he'll be like, dad, I wanna go. And it's like, okay, son, have at it. And, and because he rides single rider where you can just basically walk on and walk off, he was able to do that. So I usually get him an ice cream and a pen and I treat him for, for those things. So, you know, Disney's our environment for doing that, but we should look for environments where we are stretching our understanding of risk. And for those of us in that professional sphere, right, we need to do the same thing. 
we are still our same five and eight and 10 year old selves at heart. We need to stretch our understanding of how we perceive risk, how we evaluate risk, and how we respond to risk in our lives. You know, um, some of us, I know there are some listeners of the podcast that are evaluating or, or making decisions with accounts that are worth millions and millions of dollars. You know, and those millions of dollars employs people are reinvested in doing lots of different things when you think about it. How do we take in and look at the risks in our lives? It may not be physically with us anymore. It may not be something that's perceived to be dangerous, you know, um, with a particular activity that, that people can see. It may not be harm to us, but we need to look at how we see risk in our lives and how we um, decide to build off of that. Now, I, Lenore is so great that I was able to ask her if she had any great quotes for us to share about her her uh, work with kids and evaluating risk. And these same lessons that, I mean, I'm telling you, they apply. We are still our same 10-year-old selves in a lot of ways. Um, I may have lost my hair, but in many ways, I'm still just the same young man I've always been. So Lenore says, always helping kids isn't always helping them, right? And that's a great quote to have. So she did give me these to share with you guys. Always helping kids isn't always helping them. Treating kids as fragile makes them so. Right now, how, how is that a lesson that we can apply as adults as well, right? If we treat others that we work with as if they can't make decisions, then they won't. And independence is a critical part of growing up. And she didn't put an accent on critical, but I absolutely believe it's there. And independence is a critical part of growing up. In order for us to be independent, we need to be in positions where we can practice being independent. All right, so that's it for Lenore. Let me share my Light the World update, right? So those of you guys that have missed our previous episode, episode 15, right, we talked about how Light the World was gonna be a part of December. So the Light the World challenge is, uh, if you go and uh, I think it's, um can't remember the website, but you're going to have to Google Light the World. It's something that my church does. Don't have to believe in the same thing my church does, but it encourages you to, it gives you a daily prompt during the month of December to um, share uh, the the great blessings that we have to be able to help make somebody's life better. Who, who doesn't need that, right? Who doesn't need the opportunity with a small prompt to be able to make somebody's life better? So yesterday, the prompt was um, that I should uh, take the next person who texts me and tell them uh, the difference they made in my life or, or thank them for that. And so I went ahead and did that. We're down here and there's some friends of ours distant relatives, friends, somewhere in that zone. Um, we love them and they're great. And uh, one of them texted me and I wrote back and I needed to say something kind. And it was kind of odd being on a group text, but I was still able to do it. And I was able to tell him and his family how much I appreciate uh, their passion for family and how they very much treat us like family. And so that was an absolute lot of fun uh, and great to share. And so I challenge you guys, go ahead, look up the Light the World calendar, sign up for the daily prompts and see if they can't make your life better, right? By making somebody else somebody else's life better, see if they can't make your life better. And for those of you guys that are listening on high quality audio speakers, I'm sorry for the wind noise in the background. It is a bit windy and it is kind of fun to record outdoors for a change today. This podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes or over at parkingthought.com. We're also on all the fun podcast apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Google Play Music, all those things. And remember, in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?